Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Wendy Sterling. Wendy is a divorce recovery specialist, certified theta healing practitioner, podcaster, writer, author, and speaker who founded the Divorce Rehab. Wendy helps divorced women recover from their divorce by finding their true identity and voice by ending their pity party, mourning the loss of their marriage to create a new, better life they design. After learning of her own unexpected divorce and finding the world of coaching, she realized she could make a profound impact in the world. She helps women see their divorce as a gift. It happens for them, not to them. Wendy is a graduate from UCLA and a certified professional co-active coach from the Co-Active Training Institute. She's also an associate certified coach through the International Coach Federation. She just launched her own podcast, The Divorced Women's Guide, and is a guest blogger on Hello Divorce, as well as a contributing writer for Divorced Girl Smiling. If you're getting divorced or know someone who is, you're going to love this episode. I'm talking with Wendy Sterling, who is a divorce recovery specialist. I know. Who knew that was even a thing? And of course, it's so needed. So I'm so glad there are people out there like Wendy doing this important work. She's going to be sharing some important nuggets that will help you get through your divorce a little easier and a little bit better. Here's Wendy. Okay, everybody, you're in for such a treat. I have Wendy Sterling here. She's my new friend. We just met each other not even that long ago. You know, you just meet somebody and you're like, oh, I really like that person. We had such a great conversation, and I just thought she would be so wonderful to bring to bring onto the show, and I'll tell you why. She's going to be talking about boundaries and about divorce and all things like how to do it well so that the kids are okay, so that everything kind of goes as smoothly as possible in these kind of scenarios. So welcome, Wendy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we're glad to have you. So let's get started. You know, tell us a little bit about you and we'll just dive in from there. Yeah, no, that sounds great. So um, I, you know, like many people went through a divorce a couple of years ago. It was unexpected. Um, and at the same time, it was the greatest gift that ever was given to me. <laughs> um, you know, I was happily married for about 15 years and it was one of those situations where, um, you know, the universe kind of gut punched me into believing that something felt off. And um, ever since that day, I haven't necessarily stopped listening to the power of the universe because it has provided me with so many lessons that I definitely needed to learn. Um, probably the two most important ones being that I realized that I had lost my identity and voice in my marriage. And I know so many people go through that. And, you know, we've become identified as a wife, we become identified as a mom, and I really forgot who Wendy was. And so um, what my divorce enabled me to really do was to find my voice and my identity again. Um, and while it was a very painful and uh, you know, shameful process at the time. Um, it wasn't really until I left therapy and started doing uh, sessions with a life coach that I started actually moving myself forward. So 
not only was I seeing the benefits of what coaching was bringing to me, which really had to do with visioning what I wanted my life to be instead of constantly looking in the rearview mirror of what I had lost, what I thought I had wanted, um, all the things that had, that, that had been done to me. Um, I instead started looking at what I really wanted my future to look like. And for the first time in my life, make those decisions, standing confidently and firmly uh, grounded in what I knew was best for me. And so part of that was actually leaving corporate America. I had been in corporate for over 18 years and decided that it was time to leave, that I was meant to do more. And I realized that the process that I went through with the life coach that I hired and with the life coaching program that I actually got certified in, that this was something special and something that could help other people. And so I created my program and my company about three years ago and left that six-figure paycheck and took a leap of faith and haven't looked back. So here I am today, you know, I am a divorce recovery specialist and what I do is I really help other women to do what I did, which is to help them find their identity and voice so that they can actually start designing a life that they choose and love from a place of confidence. Beautiful. And, and you know, and it, it's, it's so great to hear the journey, but I always like picking it apart a little bit because yes. to go from that place of, of fear and oh no, and what's happening to where you are now, it takes a lot. You know, I'm yes. sure there were things physically, mentally, and emotionally. So tell us like, at what point did you feel like immediately? Was there fear? Was there like, oh, oh who am I? What did you, what did you feel you, you lost? When you say you lost your identity, what did, what do you mean? How did it show itself? Like walk us through the process. So my own personal process was, um, yeah, I was terrified. I, I was so afraid because I had, you know, my ex and I had been together half of our adult, adult life. We were together for 22 years. And over the course of that time period, what I had uh, started to realize was um, I was afraid because, well, actually, let me take a step back. The moment that I realized that I had lost myself was when I asked him for a divorce. And it was because when I walked out of that room, I went to my car and I started crying and I looked at myself in the mirror and I literally looked and said, oh my God, I don't even know who's staring back at me, right? I didn't know who I was without this man in my life. The reason being that it had occurred to me that I literally only saw me through his eyes. So if he was happy, I was happy. If he was sad, I was sad, you know, and I was always the, the person, I was the people pleaser, right? It was what everybody else had wanted. And then all of a sudden I was by myself and it was like, oh my God, I don't even know, what do I like? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, and I want to stop you right there. And, and a, lot sure. of my, a lot of my listeners and viewers know, Conversations with God, book one by Neil Donald Walsh was the book that absolutely changed my life. And I remember in the book, this whole, there was a section on relationships and it was really about how we go into it all wrong. We really mm -hmm. do. I mean, of course, you know, there's love and everything else, but we think it's all about what, what can we get from that other person? What can that other person bring to us? And, and in doing that, and it's all about how are they feeling? What are they thinking? How are they doing? And with the focus that way, it's, it's such a natural thing to lose ourselves. And then what happens is, you know, 
whether we leave that relationship or we're just really struggling here because there comes that point where we say, oh my gosh, you know what? I've been doing that for so long and I want me back. But meanwhile, that other person has gotten so used to it the other way. So yeah. when we realize that, very often it really gets us in trouble. And, and I remember in the book, you know, hearing that, uh, that the best type of relationship is when we're self-centered. And it sounds so wrong, but it's really not when you think about it because the better you are, the better you can be. And, and I talk about it all the time, the thing where that, that like I complete you, I can't stand that. What was that? Jerry Maguire, right? And, and like I'm a half, so I need to find my other half and that's the only way I'm whole. And it sounds like you were realizing, um, no, I, I don't know where I am in this whole equation. So that's a big, bold move. So you asked for the divorce and I'm sure fear, what happened next? Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was terrifying. It was one of those moments. It was one of those like out of body gut moments where your subconscious takes over and then your conscious mind goes, Oh my God, what just happened? Um, and to be honest, I, I had to go to work. I went to work and I was just in this daze. And I remember, um, it, I was actually pulled aside by one of my colleagues who was like, are you okay? And I ended up confiding in her what was going on. And she actually recommended a book to me, which is Gabrielle Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back. Mm -hmm. And it was that book that, you know, she was like, read it. She's like, you know, this is not happening to you. Like, there's a reason all of this is going on. Um, because also that same day, um, I learned that my mom was rushed to the hospital and they discovered that she had ovarian cancer. And so it was one of those double whammies, right? It's like my husband at the time, who was my whole world, my whole life, and now my mom, who is my best friend. It's like, why universe? Like, why is this happening? At the time, I thought to me. And there's an exercise in Gabby's book that was really powerful for me. I mean, I immediately bought it and I listened to it. I had a, I live in LA commute audiobook. Um, and I, uh, I all of a sudden decided to, um, I was listening to the book on my way home and there's a part in the book where she talks about like declaring your sign and declaring what it is that, um, you know, is your sign when the universe, it can be music, it can be a number, it can be an animal, whatever it was. And I remember I declared it and that night, okay, that night I was in my room and I was, uh, I was finishing up work and then I came outside uh, where my nanny was with my kids and all of a sudden my son, my youngest son, he, he would do like these, like he was young at the time, he was seven and he would do, he has these like plastic animals and he would do what we called beach parties, right? He would have the animals do a beach party. And that's what he did when he was really stressed out. And obviously his dad wasn't living with us at the time and he was stressed out. So I come outside and all of a sudden I see my sign, the animal, but only those animals. And, I, and I'm like, I look at my nanny and I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? And she goes, I don't know. She's like, sometimes it's the elephants, sometimes it's the giraffes, sometimes it's the lions today. It's, you know, and I was like, oh my God, like that's my sign, right? And then the next morning, 
something also happened with my older son where I saw my sign again with something, an object that he had. And so at that moment, I realized I was like, oh my God, I did the right thing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. The universe is confirming that the decisions that I'm making are exactly what I should be doing at this point in time. So, you know, and I, and it's so amazing that you're saying this because it's so in the study that I did, and everybody knows all about the study that I did. But one of the things that was so consistent with everybody, me too, was this real move towards spirituality, whether mm -hmm. it was the spiritual side of your religion or a lot, a lot of my study participants just abandoned religion altogether and went towards spirituality. And we do this for two reasons, I found. It was, we don't trust, we barely trust ourselves, we barely trust our own judgment, you know, we certainly don't trust our betrayer in a betrayal uh, instance, but we, we sort of figure like, uh, let me trust in something bigger than me. Right. God, universe, source, whatever it is. And I need that feeling of connection. And I need to feel a sense of grounding, a sense of trust. And it sounds like that's, you know, that's why you went to a, towards Gabby's book and it really made some sense for you. And it's so confirming mm -hmm. when you get yes. those signs, right? Because then you feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. This is, Absolutely. this makes sense. So everybody who's watching and listening to this, see if you may be getting some signs, pick, pick something you know, was that it? Gabby said, choose a, an animal or choose a... Well, it's, there's this whole exercise that you go through to figure out what your sign is. So it's, it's really about making the declaration and it's not supposed to be something that you see commonly, right? Like it should be like, you know, a unicorn with a rainbow tail, right? It needs to be something, you know, and, and to me, I chose the animal that has actually always had um, significance. It's one of my favorite animals. So, and it's not an animal, it's not like a dog, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's something that you see all the time. Like it is, it is an African animal that you yeah. don't see very often. And so, and, and I see it all the time. From that moment forward, I see them everywhere. And every time I see them, I know that I'm on my path. I know that what is happening is, is meant to be. And if I don't see it, I'm still on my journey. Mm -hmm. So it's not, I don't take it negatively when I don't see my sign. I just know that I'm like, I'm still on the journey. And then once I see it, I'm like, okay, I know that now I'm like, the, the path that I'm on is the right one. And that's the confirmation. So, exactly. okay. So then you saw the sign, you're like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. This is, this is all good. How did you start feeling? Like was, did you notice maybe there, a time period where maybe you were just exhausted, depleted, you know, and then all of a sudden you had more energy or you were, you had more clarity or more confidence. I and mean, I don't know what, what happened? No, I mean, it was, it was definitely confidence. I mean, it was confirmation with confidence, right? Um, that it really enabled me to, to, to know that the decisions I was making were the right ones. And what it also provided me with was feeling more in power of, of what I needed and what I wanted. Um, you know, I think that it also opened me up spiritually to start, um, inviting in spiritual guidance to start trusting in spiritual guidance so there would then become times where i would say okay universe show me my sign within 24 hours if x y or z right and then it's like if i saw my sign confirmation if i didn't see my sign no confirmation so mm -hmm. it 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 enabled me to also it, it was the beginning of trusting in what i was doing trusting in myself again 
wholeheartedly came from spiritual connection. Mm. And with that, it's so funny you say trusting it. Trust again is the name of my new book. So you know, it sounds like, you know, I hear all the time. I'm promoting like, it for you, not I, knowing. <laughs> I think we chose the right title. So, yeah. so, okay. So with that, you know what it reminds me of? It's almost like each one is a step. It's like you, you make that, you, you make that decision, you do that thing. And it almost acts as a step. The confidence is there. You sort of catch your breath. And with that level of confidence, you're ready to do the next thing. So you, you know, you're feeling a little bit more confident. Was that, so then did that lead to you saying, that's it? Um, I'm quitting my job. I mean, what was, how did it yeah. It, it, that was the whole ripple effect. It was all about all of a sudden, um, you know, I, I started realizing that I was meant for more. The universe was teaching me that everything that I had ever wanted was within reach for me. And it was shortly thereafter that I made the decision to leave corporate America. And I did so knowing that there was divine intervention pushing me in that direction. Um, you know, my company was actually downsizing. They were, um, you know, it was at a time also when there was some, um, you know, economic hard times and, you know, when advertisers start cutting back, um, you know, it was right around when uh, the election happened, which a lot of people pulled back on, especially given our last election, there was a lot of uncertainty. And so our company wasn't as stable. And I remember, um, you know, having this moment where I meditated and I sat with the universe, you know, in, in how I communicate with my spirit guides. And I remember there was this moment where I heard a voice say to me, like, it's time. Mm -hmm. And I remember actually calling my ex-husband because we had just filed paperwork to like start the process. And I remember calling him and I said, you know, I need to tell you that like, I can't work in corporate anymore. Like I, I, this is not working for me anymore. And just like our marriage is ending, this piece of my life was part of that. And I don't want a part of it anymore. I am meant for something more. And I took a leap of faith with, again, having done my spiritual work to confirm that that was the right path. And I gave in my notice. And, uh, you know, if I save somebody from losing their job, fantastic, because I, I didn't, I just didn't want to be there anymore. And so I took that leap of faith and I quit. And yeah, I did the oh my God, what am I doing leaving the cushion of a six-figure paycheck and going and starting my own business? But I knew that there was never anything that I had ever done that I hadn't succeeded at. And so um, I, I just, I took, I knew I could, I knew that if there was anyone I trusted, it was me. Mm. And I knew that if I could make these huge companies millions of dollars every year, that it, why couldn't I do it for myself? Right. And, and so, you know, you know what I love about this because everybody you're looking at what transformation looks like. And, and here's the thing. It's, it, it's the fear. It's not that you didn't feel fear, right? But it's, it's feeling that fear and you know, that famous book, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And that's what you did. You felt fear, but you were like, okay, I asked for the divorce. That was scary, but I survived and I'm okay. And now, and now here I am. Yeah, I need to make a move and corporate isn't working for me anymore. Again, there's that fear. It's not like it's not going to be there, but that's where you use that confidence that you earn from all the things that you do to make that that next move and it builds on itself. And I think there's a big misconception where people think, well, I just, you know, if I'm afraid, then it's, it's the wrong thing. 
and I shouldn't do it. No, it means your next, you know, your, your next growth spurt is, is right when you do that thing. We always grow, you know, when we, when we do something out of our comfort zone, you know, life begins out of our comfort, beyond our comfort zone. We know that. So I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about boundaries. Yes. How, does, how do boundaries come into play with all of this? Yeah, so that was actually a second piece of the puzzle that I was severely missing <laughs> um, in my relationship, which is that I had no boundaries and I didn't even know that I didn't have boundaries to begin with. So um, what I had to learn was what they really were, right? Boundaries being guidelines that are meant to protect you, right? It's where you end and the other person begins. And I had always there was, there were no boundaries. It was the two of us, right? It was like the collective, both of us. And so, um, you know, the way that I, the, the way that I started seeing and understanding that boundaries didn't exist was when, um, it really honestly, <laughs> so funny because it was one of those moments where I literally had this epiphany, right? Where I, he was dropped, my ex-husband was dropping my boys off in my house and he pulled into my driveway, which may not seem like a big deal, but it was like, I had a physical reaction to his car pulling into my driveway. Mm. And it's almost like one of those, like the metaphor that I, that I use with my clients is that, you know, boundaries are essentially putting up a no trespassing sign on your property line. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was the first moment where I had to say to him, and it was the first boundary I gave for, to him or to anybody, um, including, you know, his family who, you know, are very involved in my kids' lives. And I remember saying to him, like, I need you to not pull on my driveway because I feel your energy and I don't want it in my house. I don't want it on my property. And so I asked him to just please pull up along the sidewalk and drop the kids off that he's not allowed to pull into my driveway. And it may sound really stupid, but it was a huge step for me because it yeah. was the first time where I acknowledged an emotion inside of me that felt really uncomfortable. And there's different types of boundaries that we get to set, but there were physical ones that I was feeling were being um, stepped on. So I knew that I had to actually, or excuse me, emotional boundaries were being stepped on. So I knew I had to create a physical one to prevent that from continuing to eat at me. Mm. Right. Because when you go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. And I'm, it's such a great point because how often is it? And I'm sure if not everybody watching or listening to this, almost everybody, how often is it where someone is pushing something it, we get a, it's a real physical sense. It doesn't feel right. We don't feel comfortable. We don't want to accept it, but we do out of fear of speaking up, fear of telling our truth, fear of being honest, whatever it is. And yes, it's hard to set that boundary, you know, but when you do what you're doing is, this is such an important thing. We write the script for how others, others treat us. And if there are no boundaries in your original script, well, then it's us. It's really up to us as we're redefining ourselves, post-divorce, post-betrayal, post-whatever, to create those new boundaries. And I love that you, that you really saw it and felt it so clearly. And, it, and really, it could be anything, but it's whenever that feeling comes up of, ah, you know what, if I say something, it's gonna be awkward or uncomfortable or whatever. 
it's like, yes, and the new me doesn't feel mm -hmm. comfortable with that. So this version of me is going to say, no, that, that just doesn't work. So then feel, how did you feel once you set that boundary? Well, it was scary, right? Because I had this really big fear of rejection and abandonment. Guilt started setting in, um, mainly because it was uncomfortable. But at the same time, I, you know, it was like I went through that emotion. Then I was like, oh, this is what respect feels like. <laughs> mm. Oh, I right? love that. You know, and this is what taking care of me feels like. Like when I put my needs first for once, again, so many of us put everybody else ahead of us. And it was one of the first times where I was like, no, this is what I need. And I'm still healing. I'm still in pain. And it may sound really silly, but this is what I need. And you get to respect my boundary. And if you have an issue respecting it, then we need to figure out a different way for us to exchange the kids because you driving onto my property doesn't work for me. And, and it's not to say there won't be an awkwardness or discomfort right. or pushback, but right. the idea is we need to set those boundaries. Okay. So the first boundary was set. It was scary, but you did it, you know, and did it. So did that lead to other boundaries where you were like, wow, you know what? I never really realized that that made me uncomfortable. So now that's not acceptable. Did other things like that happen? Absolutely. So, you know, that was kind of baby step one, right? I look at things as baby steps. Um, the other boundary was with our communication. So um, I realized that the way in which we communicated, which was typically text, um, was not working for me. It was triggering. It was enabling me to read things very differently. Um, so, and it also, I always felt like I had to respond immediately, right? Like, even if it wasn't even something urgent, but we were communicating via text. And I realized that that didn't work for me. And that's also because like for me, like my business is texting, like I'm always on my phone. And it was like, I was constantly getting messages from this man, you know, not that he was harassing me but by any means, but it's like, we have two kids. There's like a lot of stuff we have to talk about, right? Especially when they're younger. And so I realized that every time I got a text from him, I had a physical reaction, again, paying attention to my body. And I decided that I, that didn't work for me anymore. So I, again, set another boundary and asked if we could please communicate via email only and to reserve text for emergencies because anytime I receive a text from him, I think something's wrong with my kids and my heart starts beating really fast. So this way, not only does it enable me to kind of read his correspondence at mm -hmm. my own, um, in my own time, but it also gives me the opportunity to not feel like I have to automatically respond. Beautiful. That's when I learned it. That's really when I understood and learned what I call the power of the pause, right? Taking a minute, digesting the information, how it's making me feel. And then also just kind of stepping away from it because you know, when you've been with someone for so long, they know how to get under your skin, not intentionally all the time, but like they kind of know, like, and, and you are trained to react a certain way. Right. And so I had to get back control over how I wanted to shift in my responses to him. Right. So instead of reacting, I wanted to respond. And in order for me to stop reacting, the boundary needed to be email. So that was number two.
That's a great one. That's really powerful. Where do we go wrong in all of this? Someone's going through their, <laughs> their divorce. I mean, I'm sure there are many ways, but what, I mean, th because yeah. these are, these are the people that you see, right? So what are you seeing that they're coming in with where it's like, wow, these are the, these are, the, this is the what not to do. Yeah. You know, I think what's so interesting, I actually was talking to a client uh, and we were doing this work together actually yesterday, which is kind of awesome that this is coming up today. I think what, I think the biggest hurdle is that people see boundaries as negative mm -hmm. and it's not, it's actually something positive, right? And the first step to um, kind of coming to terms with all of that is really around what you guys heard me talk about, which is just having some self-awareness, right? And also understanding that, um, you know, you, the boundaries are intended to actually improve relationships and communication versus the opposite, right? And I think that's why people are so afraid to set them. It's that you think that you are, um, or what I say is that you, what, when you set boundaries, you're actually make, allowing the other person to become conscious of what their actions are, are evoking or creating in the other person, right? So perhaps there's a growth opportunity in there for you, right? Um, I, love that. I love that you said that boundaries are intended to improve relationships. That mm -hmm. puts an entirely new spin on boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, yeah. And that's what I believe. I mean, every boundary I kept setting with my ex-husband was one step closer to us having a better relationship as co-parents. Mm. And it also enabled me to, to, to get more of what I wanted and less of what I didn't. Mm -hmm. Right. And you also have to respect the other person's boundaries, right? So if you're going to be setting all these boundaries, you also are being given the opportunity to become more aware, right? There's self-awareness in this process of how it is that you're acting that's making other people feel. And at the same time, you're becoming self-aware of how other people's actions are affecting you. It goes both ways. Absolutely. Two-way street yeah. every single time. Any Anything else that that people are doing where you, you'd say, no, absolutely do not do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I think it's all in, in the way that you communicate your boundaries, right? It, it, it the delivery of it, <laughs> you know, you can't go, you can't sit there and be like, you can't, you, you know, it's not about the other person, right? You can't do this. You, you have to, it's about you explaining to the other person, you know, moving forward, I think the best way for us to communicate is via email and let's use text for this. Instead of making them feel bad for their actions, it's explaining to them what is in your best interest, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And is it, is it possible in, in what you see, is it yes. possible to go through this without killing each other and without it Absolutely. being so like horrible for the kids, for you, for the two of you? Okay. Is it the process? Is it a process that takes, I imagine, communication, boundaries? Is there anything else that you need? If you were to say, like, what's the most important thing you need to do or you need to know to just get through it a little, a little bit better? What would you, you say? You know, I think that, um, I think being extremely clear and firm, but also knowing that 
they, like your boundaries still get to be a little flexible or permeable, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not everybody gets what they want all the time, right? <laughs> that, that would be amazing, but that doesn't happen. Um, and so I think that there also needs to be, people need to be open to gradual shifts in what mm -hmm. those boundaries look like, especially as you start the healing process. Um, you know, my ex-husband now drives on my driveway. The boundary mm. is now gone. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, because again, at the time, that's what I needed. And over time, as he knew I was healing, it was a boundary that I removed because it, it wasn't one that I, that served me anymore. So I'm glad you said that. It wasn't like he just was like, ah, she's over it. Let me go back on the driveway. You, you removed the boundary. Okay. I removed the boundary. What do you yes. want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? Um, you know, I, the, I think the biggest, honestly, like I feel like I already had that kind of aha moment with everybody, but really it's that boundaries are intended to improve relationships That's and such a communication. Key like mm. it really is. And, and we think that, um, you know, and it also comes into play too with how it is that you're being spoken to, right? if you don't establish the way in which is most effective to be communicated with, um, the, you, you're just going to keep getting a lot of the same, which is where the boundary comes in, right? Like, I, and I say this to my clients all the time. It's like, I, and I even say it to my kids, like, I would love to have this conversation with you, but I'm not going to stand here and be disrespected. So when you're ready, let's have this conversation. But my wall is up because I'm not going to be treated this way. Mm -hmm. Right. And mean it. That's the thing. Mean yes. it. Don't just say it and scream it and cry it. Mean it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And where do we go to learn more about you? You can go to my website, wendysterling.net. And I also, I'm all over social media. The divorce, It's uh, Divorce Rehab with Wendy uh, on Facebook and then also on Instagram. And I have a podcast also, uh, the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, which is available on all platforms. So. Oh, wonderful. So Wendy, I want to thank you so much. Anybody who is navigating their divorce, I know they got so much out of this today. So thanks for sharing your wisdom and your insights. And I know you helped so many people. Thank you so much for having me. It was such an honor to be here today. Thank, thank you, Debbie. I don't know about you, but I learned a lot from that episode. And whether you're getting a divorce or not, it was a great reminder to maintain your identity so you don't have to go searching for it later. Stay in touch with Wendy by going to wendysterling.net and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Boundaries are so important. And as Wendy said, Boundaries are intended to improve relationships. Just looking at it that way may be what you need to feel comfortable enough to put some new boundaries in place. When you do, like Wendy said, you can say to yourself, so this is what respect feels like, and that's what you absolutely deserve. Of course, if you have some symptoms left in the wake of your divorce, take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which you can find at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best. Community, support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, 
mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time, and here's to your breakthrough.